Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 51 of the Cheerful Cynics with me, Gaia, and Turkish Delight, Pooj. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact or if you have any questions, you can email us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast. How's it going, Pooj? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, slightly hungover. You know, just Ooh. one of those things, but what a glorious feeling. It's been so long. <laughs> to be hungover? <laughs> yeah, I've missed it. You know, it's oh, just God. that feeling of drinking with other people as opposed to alone. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's nice. Um, how about you? Yeah. <laughs> how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm not hungover, so I'm going to rub it in your face. Oh, no. Gladly. Thanks. Fresh as a daisy, Pooch. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, however, about... Um, other crazy adventures following our last episode on Shackleton's expeditions that we spoke about last week. Oh yeah, that was that was a crazy adventure. I mean, if you've not heard it yet, check it oh, out. Oh my god, what a a roller coaster of emotions! Intense. It was intense, really right? Intense. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, did you find out anything interesting? Yes, I did actually. Um, are you familiar with the Yellow Fleet? Oh, is that when you wear your socks too tight and you you can't feel your toes? No, not feet, Pooch. Oh, right. <laughs> fleet, as in, so, as in a group of ships. You got me really confused. I was oh. like, why are we talking about socks? <laughs> a group of ships. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. Um, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about your cheesy foot issue, but, you know, we can we can take that offline, as they say. Hey. <laughs> What's yellow feet? I don't have cheesy feet, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Pooch. It's actually, it refers to specifically actually a group of 15 ships that were trapped in the Suez Canal in Egypt for like eight years. What? Eight years? Eight years. I mean, talk about Long overstaying time. your welcome. I mean, did they, yeah. did they get lost? Was it pirates? Did they run out of fuel? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Well, long story short, so these were cargo ships and they accidentally got caught up in the 1967 Arab-Israeli war. Oh. We're just in the middle. Accidentally. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. So they were in the middle of a war for eight years. Yeah, they were just carrying cargo like, and then suddenly a war broke out. Oh, whoops. How awkward, right? I mean, it's like when you go to someone's <laughs> house and they just have a little domestic argument in front of you, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're going to ride it out. Just carry on sipping that drink. That is so awkward. I remember as a kid going to one of my classmates' house um, for dinner and her parents were having a full-on fight in front of us. My mum wasn't going to pick me up until after dinner because she was at work. So it was just so cringy and awkward. And the whole evening was just like no one really talking to each other. And we ended up having to eat dinner together afterwards as well. And nobody said a word. Oh. It was the most awkward times at my friend's house. And I just wanted to be swallowed whole by the ground. I was like, <laughs> nope, this is just so awkward. No one's saying anything. And I'm just this unwanted extra person now <laughs> that's oh. getting in the way of a full fight. <laughs> How lovely. Uh, I mean, thankfully, you weren't stuck between uh, Israel and Egypt <laughs> on a boat. Oh, yeah, that could have been <laughs> real awkward. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's horrendous. Uh, so how how long did this war last? I'm guessing slightly longer than dinner time. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, funnily enough, only six days. So not much longer than dinner time. <laughs> so I'm confused. So these guys oh, were man. stuck for eight years, but the war was only six days. Did they forget yeah. to tell these guys that the war was over? Oh, forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, sorry, guys. <laughs> Well, these ships were sailing through the canal with cargo when the war broke out, right? So both ends of the canal was closed off and blocked. And um, both sides had blocked them off with all sorts of things. They had other ships on each side. They had vessels that were sunken on purpose to block the canal. There were sea mines. And I think one of the sides, I can't remember which one, they destroyed a bridge to block the canal as well. So they were going nowhere. Ooh. 
at least for once, it wasn't plastic blocking the ocean. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> Success, yeah. right? That's, I don't know if that's good news or bad news, but once you've put all that stuff into the sea, it's not easy just to scoop out, right? Yeah, exactly. And when I say sea mines, it wasn't just a handful. I think we're talking about 750,000 explosives in the seabed. What, from a six-day war? You go big or you go home, Pooch. Yeah. <laughs> so that means they're putting basically 100,000 explosives per day for, for the six-day war. That's... Oh my god. <laughs> they, they were angry. Some of these people are angry with each other. <laughs> I'm guessing they probably thought it wouldn't it would go a lot longer than six days, but yeah, I kind of regret that one, right? <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so it meant all of these fifteen cargo ships were forced to anchor in the canal and they didn't know when they would be free. Damn, and it takes eight years to clear all that stuff up. Oh, I imagine they just got an industrial sized pool cleaning guy, you know, someone with a really long pole and a net at the end and just start scooping little bits out. <laughs> oh, got a leaf. Oh, got a bomb. <laughs> yeah, but instead of leaves, yeah, it's, it's explosive. So probably just like destroy everyone around them. Yeah. So I guess it would take a bit of time. Damn. After the war, the Israelis were in possession of a decent chunk of the canal. So Egypt basically decided to keep their part of the canal closed for shipping indefinitely as like a, you know, a fee to. Oh, um, so that's why it took longer than those six days plus a year, a couple of years to like clear the canal. There was actually a lot of tension in between. Yeah, I can imagine. that's a tried and tested technique. I know that technique very well. It's like, you know, when, when you're a kid and somebody says, you need to share your toys. And like, nope, <laughs> I want to hold on to my share so you can't play with your share. <laughs> oh. oh, the good old days. Um, and I'm guessing that nice. also works on a geopolitical level. Great. Well, I don't know. I think some countries are probably behaving like that today, so... Naming no names. I like how you did that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Trying to be diplomatic on this podcast. (laughs) So although it was a six-day war, the canal was shut for several years and you basically had the Israeli army on one end and they were facing off the Egyptian army on the other end. So, you know, once it was over, only then could they start to clear all the debris and explosive, but that took forever. So the ships were stranded. Oh, man. Poor ships. What can you Hmm. do? So you just kind of sit there twiddling your thumbs and... Ride it out. I'm guessing you couldn't just sneak out. I'm, I'm guessing you've got nowhere to sneak to, right? If everything's closed. Well, yeah. And don't forget that they've got the sea mines just floating around being a bit of a nuisance. So you don't want to get blown up. Oh, yeah. And you can't really move your ships around because they're huge. So they'll definitely just hit a, a mine, wouldn't they? You can't do a three-point <laughs> turn and say, whoops. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So where were all these ships from? Were they all from Egypt? Or Israel? All over, actually. So they had ships from Sweden, France, the UK, Poland, Bulgaria, the US, the then Czechoslovakia, and then the then West Germany. So pretty decent spread. Damn. So nice little floating Mm. United Nations. So what did they just do? What, just float around for eight years? Must have been a drag, right? Well, at some point, the officers and crew, they all got together just to kind of be like, look, we need to, you know, do something civilized here and then they actually regularly like met up and stuff to help with morale they called their meetings or their association the great bitter lake association oh nice (laughs) i mean that's so much better than my floating un name but the great (laughs) bitter lake association i like it good name right yeah (laughs) and they really went all out pooch so they had social events they had movie nights one of the ships they held church they had like fancy dress parties with the cargo that they were (laughs) shipping across they basically had their own society going on. What? The, what? <laughs> yeah. That is pretty cool, right? They were right? busy. They had an um, active social life. <laughs> yeah. As it sounds more active than my social life, which is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> <I do. laughs> 
Well, and they also had a yacht club, Pooge. A yacht club? <laughs> what? It's <laughs> a bit niche. <laughs> and how does one become a part of this yacht club? Well, you know, instead of yachts, they had their um, the lifeboats. So it was kind of like they just called it a yacht club, but it was actually lifeboats. Um, but, they, you know, they're already in the water. That's so true, yeah. I guess it made sense. Yeah, why not? Why not call it something fancy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make, make you feel better about it. So one thing that really struck me and I wanted to talk about was that they sort of created a village feel. One of the ships was the post office when the war had ended so they could send letters and postcards and stuff. Um, I think they would use the little lifeboats to kind of move mail around. But if they tried to escape with the larger ships, like I said, they'd probably get hit by a mine and, you know. Oh, kaboom. Yeah. Yeah, I guess all those letters yeah. go straight to God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess so. That's like direct mail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best class delivery to God. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. But there's actually more to the village, which was actually really cool. So naturally, the Brits hosted football matches on board of their ship. Oh, nice. Of course. And yeah. in true British fashion, I'm, I'm guessing they, they didn't win. They let everybody else win. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you may score a goal. You know? No, no, no. Go for it. You, after you, after you. <laughs> uh, well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think even on Sundays, it was one of the German boats that held church, but... I was doing a bit of reading, and apparently church was more like a beer party. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I think I went there yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is... I'm going to sign up. Where do I sign up? <laughs> I don't know. You probably have to go back there to the canal. Oh. So you probably don't want to do that. <laughs> that is pretty incredible. And you're right. It does sound yeah. like a little village. Yeah. Um, do they also have like a, a boat, which was the village idiot, like a little rubber dinghy that just kept floating off into the danger zone? Oh, come back. Um, I didn't see you on there, Pooj, so I don't think so. Oh, is that how it is? <laughs> you and your cheesy feet. <laughs> <laughs> My cheesy feet. And you're the village idiot. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> At one point, it was around the time of the 1968 Summer Olympics. So what they did was they basically did their own version of the Olympics on the boats. Oh, floating Olympics. Like, what do they yeah. do? So they called it the Bitter Lake Olympic Games. Oh, that's not <laughs> a mouthful. A <laughs> <laughs> they had all of their respective flags up on the ships. They played football on the larger ship and they even raced the lifeboats as well. Pretty, pretty fun. That is cool. That's the spirit, right? Nothing more exciting yeah, than watching lifeboats dodge bombs. <laughs> it should integrate that into today's olympics you know? <laughs> they also um rigged up the ship so they could do archery i think they were doing sprinting as well weightlifting uh high jump um so they were really creative damn they got, they got busy yeah, it's good <laughs> imagine high jumping you jump a little bit too high and whoop, you're in the ocean splashy splashy <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you jump just a little bit too high straight into mine like fuck <laughs> yeah. i'm surprised you didn't mention swimming although you know, I'm, <laughs> yeah i guess people were sick of the sea by then and once again there were too many mines oh yeah maybe that could have been it but i didn't see swimming on there i feel like that should have been one <laughs> <laughs> surprise that they didn't include that one yeah i know <laughs> it's cool how they kind of pulled together and somehow managed to make the most of a bad situation yeah but they mm. did this for eight years how did they survive Oh, right. So uh, luckily they were all carrying different goods, thankfully. So oh. the US had wheat. Sweden had all sorts of goods from like the Far East. They had wool hides, pigs from Australia, and they had fruit. Um, I think West Germany had eggs and fruit as well. Oh, guess what the UK had, Pooch? You'd love this one. Oh, it's got to be tea, right? Well, no. No? <laughs> but I bet they missed tea <laughs> after eight years. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Dan, what did they have? 
So they had the ever so helpful collection of plastic toys, which were actually going to be sold at Woolworths in a shop that existed back then in the UK. Oh, no. (laughs) A collection of toys versus food. They sound delicious, don't they? I know. (laughs) So that's pretty useless when you're stranded, right? I know. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) I know that people weren't planning to be stuck. So that's true. It's not their fault. But imagine all the food must have got quite smelly after a little while. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a long, stenchy eight years. But at least they never got bored, though, because they actually devised their own bartering system. So, you know, they traded everything to keep going. So there's a little bit of, like, entertainment society going on. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Although I think Sweden got pretty lucky with this one. Why would anyone even want toys in that situation? (laughs) These adults, oh, give me a toy. Well, although after eight years, if you're doing the same shit and you've got nothing to do, that Barbie doll is going to look pretty fucking exciting. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't want to know that. So the UK was transporting sex dolls and and everybody else had food. Wow. (laughs) That was not what I meant. That's, that's lovely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, that's one way to keep the spirits up and everything yep, else yep, up Barbie as well. Dolls. Lovely. I'm sure there were other toys, not just Barbie dolls. <laughs> <laughs> but what if they got sick? What Did they have like a, a little surgery doctor's office? Well, in a stroke of luck, this whole thing is luck, but in another stroke of luck, there was actually a doctor on the Polish ship and he was basically helping out the whole village community, looking after everyone. Oh, nice. How lucky is that? Yeah, that is lucky. And hopefully he was a medical doctor and not like a, a doctor in something else. Oh, that's a good point, actually. I didn't think about that. So like um, Ross from Friends. Yeah. The doctor. Is there a doctor in here? Yes, but not that kind. I'm a paleontologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the good it's old like, days. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how I've never heard of the Yellow Fleet, though. It sounds like it would make quite a good Christmas film, right? You know, where they all get stranded and Santa drops off all these sex dolls for all the lonely men. Uh, I'm not sure that's... Yeah, I'm not watching that, Pooch. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a white Christmas for sure. Oh, God. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> the cheerful cynics has now lost Pooch. It's now the cheerful cynic. I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> I'm going solo, man. I'm going solo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching that, thank you very much. <laughs> because it was in the 60s, there are photos of the crew celebrating and actually of the Olympics as well. So you can see them in their little white shorts competing in the mini Olympics. It's quite cute. <laughs> in their little white shorts? How close have you yeah. been staring at these photos, Gaia? I mean... <laughs> sounds like somebody needs a Ken doll. <laughs> hey, it's all in the name of the Cheerful Cities podcast, so don't judge me. <laughs> Just zooming in on, on people's crotches. I did it for everyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> It's for science. It's Zoom. for science. <laughs> I mean, why, why couldn't they just abandon all the stuff, right? If they've already got the ships and they can go between ships, couldn't they have just gotten to, to land and then ran away? Yeah, but you can't abandon all of that cargo, Pooch. It's precious. It costs a lot of money. Despite some of it going bad at this point. <laughs> yeah, those sex dolls are going to go bad. If I don't think there were any sex dolls on this. <laughs> After eight years, that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> Crusty. Oh, yeah. I'd just abandon the ship, but I, I don't yeah. have that sort of loyalty to cargo. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. there is some stuff on the ship, but I'd rather go home and see my friends and family. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, surely the insurance will cover this. So I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you covered? You got insurance? Okay, bye. <laughs> I like it. So how did they eventually escape? I imagine it was, they just waited until it was all cleared up? Yeah, pretty much. So... The canal was finally clear of those 750,000 explosives. Oh, man. <laughs> but because the boats hadn't moved in like eight years, they basically all seized up so they couldn't actually leave. Oh, no. 
I guess yeah. it's like when you sit in the same chair all day and your knees sound like firecrackers. It's like me and coronavirus. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, working from my laptop all day. I get up and I'm like, Ugh. but instead of you getting yourself up, you've got like a tugboat that's basically hauling your ass up. <laughs> I think that's what I need. I need something to, I need a catapult to launch me out of bed these days. <laughs> <laughs> and then you land in your chair and then it launches you out of your chair at like 6pm after work. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Back into bed. <laughs> <laughs> so most of them at the end had to be towed away out of the waterway once this whole palaver was over because they just couldn't start again. Although there were, I think there was only two West German ships that managed to start and managed to go home on oh, their own. Oh, really? This yeah. is why everybody loves German engineering. I, yeah, exactly. Eight years of floating aimlessly. No problem. The engine just sounds like a dream. You know, just pairing yeah. like a, a kitten. No problems. Off you go. If if that's not like an advert for German engines for ships, I don't know what it is, man. That's yeah. pretty good. you got to remember if one of the German ships was the egg boat, would you want to be on a working egg boat or be on a non-working non-egg boat? Non-working non, non-egg boat that gets towed away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? I don't want to be on a stinky egg boat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything smells like farts. <laughs> they actually set a record for the longest sea shipping voyage in history, which was eight years, three months and five days. Oh, man. <laughs> So that's their silver lining. You say that this is the, the positive. It was all worth it. It's all worth it. They've got that little little record that no one ever heard of, except for right now. So these men ogled Barbie dolls for eight years and got a world record. I think it's safe to say they did a little bit more than looking at Barbie dolls. But... And Ken dolls. And Ken dolls. Yeah, <laughs> fine. <laughs> but do you think you could survive like that for eight years though, Pooch? I think Hell I'd get no. sick of people after a while. Just like, leave me alone. Fuck off. This is a lot like quarantine again, a lot like lockdown. Oh, yeah. I'm just kind of yeah. stuck somewhere. But instead of being on your own, you're with like 15 other crews. So it's like a massive bubble lockdown. So, yeah, I've got one more question then. Why was it called the Yellow Fleet? Ah, yes. Well, it was because over time the ships were getting covered in more and more sand over the years and they basically looked yellow from afar. Oh, so the Yellow Fleet. That, that's quite cool. Thankfully, it had nothing to do with them dumping eight years' worth of urine into the canal. No. Oh, no the golden no. seas. Oh. The golden oh, seas. Oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> the golden canal. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an interesting story. I mean, yes. in the middle of a war zone, these ships are just kind of hanging out and they outstayed their welcome and managed to make a nice little community all getting along. I know. They all got along. I mean, hopefully we can do it on a global scale because it does work at a micro level. <laughs> nah, never going to happen, mate. <laughs> Barbie dolls for all. Oh, God. Thanks, Pooj. No, thank you. Lovely note. <laughs> <laughs> on that very positive note, thank you all so much for listening. Remember, you can find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast, or you can get in touch by emailing us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com. Have a good week wherever you are. Bye. Bye. <laughs>